This portion of the show is brought to you by Timberline Firearms and Training. Let's get right to it. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome everyone. Thanks for listening. Jeff Orvitz here with Rob Wilson from Timberline Firearms and Training. It's going to be a it's going to be a numbers day, Rob. It is heavy on the numbers. I have pages and pages of numbers here that we have to somehow communicate all this complex numbers to have it make sense. If you're not a numbers person, you should still listen because yeah. just to try to we'll try to here's 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 how I equate it. I'm a regular guy with at least regular intelligence. Some would say we'll below. We'll give you that. You know, I mean, it may be a notch up. It may be a few notches below. We're really not sure. Somewhere I got a napkin and some crayons. <laughs> and I can figure this stuff out better than those, those the politicians out there. Or they either truly believe that the BS they're shoveling or they're just outright lying. I'm not sure. I think a lot of these people are just believers. And, and the stuff they're shoveling, they actually think that it's... Like, I don't know anymore, Rob. Yeah, like know. like Confused. so many of the of the other decisions that get made, they're based on the emotion, not on the facts, yeah. not on the data, not on the reality of of this is the you know umpteenth year of huge deficits, um, and this is okay somehow. Yeah, party goes on and on, party goes on and on, right? Yeah. So I want to hit on Hobbs. That's that's Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs' fake budget crisis. For yep. Those of you who subscribe to TalkWithJeff.com, I put out an article on Saturday. Um, pointing out how Hobbs and her Democrat allies are blaming children for Arizona's current budget your children. deficit. It's That's your gonna, children's fault. Yeah, literally. We have kids. this $400 million deficit. But it ain't a deficit. Now, I, I broke it down uh, concisely that the corporate media couldn't even do this. That's, it's, it's shameful how the corporate media just... just just parrots this stuff nowadays. And basically the reason why Arizona is about to have a 400, um, what's, what's the number billion? Four or 500 billion. They don't yeah. even know yet. They don't even know yet. Um, is because of your kids going to private schools and tax cuts. Yep. But based off of what? Inflated budgets that have doubled in 10 years? You evil people, you. <laughs> I don't even know how they come up, how they even report this stuff with a straight face anymore. Plus, Speaker Mike Johnson, who I, I withheld... Judgment through Christmas, right? Because I wanted to give new. him a day. He's still or new two. in the job, and want yeah. to see what he can do for us. Already an epic fail, in my opinion. We're already there. You know, <sighs> these guys can't change it. They came up with the um, the headlines on that one is bipartisan budget deal, spending right. deal. So this is for the, the discretionary spending portion of the budget. Uh, bipartisan, and they're they're out there jockeying to talk about the hun- like 110 billion in cuts but i will show you that there is no cuts yeah there's no cuts that, that we're gonna full s- of it we're gonna spend more money next year than we did this year yeah so like we'll, we'll we do about every that. other year plus rob's got pages of stuff we'll talk about the debt and spending death spiral <laughs> with examples oh. and um oh you're going to a so so uh, angela's uh gone this week so i'm running around a little frantic yeah uh you're going to be running out of here right after the show. If you want to head on over to the Aquaplex, yep. um, once the show ends, Rod, Rob's going to be speaking to a group that's in Flagstaff, Flagstaff Aquaplex. What's this group? It's called Flagstaff First. Yeah, I've it's had a, them on. It's okay. a nonpartisan group of people that are worried about making the right decisions for Flagstaff, not being all driven from one side or one perspective. So oh, that's good. That's they're bringing a voice to kind of the other side of things, and they're um, relatively new, growing quickly. Um, so if you're a 
a, a left, right, or middle person. You're invited to their their meetings. It's this year or this month. It's going to be at the Aquaplex. Starts. Uh, they start right at five thirty, but yeah. you get on over there yeah. after the show, okay? And Rob's going to speak here in in a little while. So um, I don't know what he's going to speak about, but well, well, maybe the same stuff here. Yeah, we're going to start. <laughs> we're going to talk about elections. We're going to talk yeah, about okay. politicians and and breaking our felon mayor, our previous felon mayor. Our, uh, we're going to talk about a b- bunch of interesting things. Wait, our, our, our felon mayor? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I don't know where that's going, but go check it out. Yeah. Well, that's, that's my <laughs> teaser then, for the day. Yeah, and then let me know what's going on there. It yeah. sounds like there's more to the story. All right. If you're thinking about selling your home right now in the Flagstaff area, call the only agent that I would call, and that's Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group, brokered by eXp. She has helped a ton of people sell their homes. Uh, she and her team are driven by a united purpose of helping buyers and sellers invest in the homes of their dreams. Uh, she puts a lot into selling your home, dollar-wise, time-wise, drones, pictures, does it right. listings, does it right, and that's why she's one of the top agents out there. You're thinking about selling a home right now, give Kelly a call. Also on the buy side, you're buying a home, Kelly and her team can help you out there as well. Here's a number, 888-446-5602. That's 888-446-5602. Go online, you get an instant valuation on your home, and get more info at northernarizonafinehomes.com. All right, let's start with the state. By the way, good storm this weekend. Yep, that was nice to finally yeah. get some snow. Fluffy snow, easy to shovel, easy to remove. Yep, cold. Fairly, fairly light stuff. Bitter um, cold. Maybe more coming. I don't know. And, and you know, week. you said easy to remove, so it's kind of a surprise driving around today to see how much is still on our streets without any uh, cinder or removal. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised at that because usually the first time we get a, you know, a threat of a snow, you'll see, you know, they're out in force. They've been waiting all season to get those trucks out there and start plowing and, and spreading cinders and stuff. And I, both in the county and city, both, it seems like this it surprised huh. them or I don't know why. I think that much, but I mean, there was a grader that came by at like seven in the morning when there was like three inches of snow. I mean, big grader. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I'm actually fine if they don't plow the road on this light fluffy stuff, cause it's probably going to be gone soon. Um, but I just don't want to pay as much quickly. taxes. If I'm going to pay for the service, which is we pay, as you will see from these government numbers, yeah. we pay Boy, so we. much for government. And it's like, at that point, it's like, you just pick me up and drive me around. Sure. You know, I mean, it's like private chauffeur service it for, might be less for what we're paying. Yeah. So anyway, at least winter's here for now. It's good for the snowpack, hopefully. And the uh, Arizona's water situation, just like last year, hopefully we can fill up some of those reservoirs out there. Okay. But, but the Arizona legislature opened up today, began session. And as is the case, you've always got the governor does their state of the state address. Uh, this will probably be the first year I'm not playing any clips because I'm just kind of nauseated by the whole <laughs> rhetoric and stuff. Maybe later in the week I'll change my mind and I'll probably find something really egregious and ridiculous that she said. No, no but challenge there. Yeah, I just I don't want to hear it. So I imagine you all don't want to hear it either. You're just kind of just kind of tired. We've of heard it. it all before. We've heard it all before. And, yeah. and we know that what they're saying at, the, at those types of presentations in particular are. Taken with a grain of salt, yeah. if that. Yeah, if that. So what's the what's the point of even giving them, let alone listening to it? Yeah. Okay, so you saw my article up at talkwithjeff.com. I did. Hobbs and corporate media create fake Arizona budget crisis and blame it on children. <laughs> I mean, it about sums it up there. Yeah, and, and if, if you look back and say, okay, what did she run on? Well, she didn't really run, did she? But anyway, um, what did she run on? One of the big things was she, she was opposed to the school choice programs mm-hmm. that the Arizona legislature just put in place giving parents a choice to send their kids to where they want to send them. That was something she was opposed to since day one. And still opposed. And so now what is she doing? 
She's manipulating the numbers to make it look like that's the cause of all of the financial problems for the state of Arizona. That's why we are about to face a deficit. And let me get to that because that's a loaded BS word right there of supposedly $400,000, $500,000. I've heard all different numbers. The bottom line is they don't know yet, but let's call it a half half billion dollars. Yeah, 500000 Yeah, It's just like the numbers yeah. have become so absurd. I've, I've been crunching federal numbers. So half a billion dollars, $500 yeah. million uh, budget deficit. But here's the deal. As you will see in the charts that we put up at talkwithjeff.com, the budget in 10 years in Arizona, the Arizona state budget has doubled. Yep. And, and in fairness, the majority of that happened under Republican leadership of the full House, Senate, and the governorship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it happened under them. I would imagine that it would have been more like tripled had the Democrats been in full charge, to be honest with you. The Republicans are the slow road to financial insolvency. Yeah. The Democrats are the, the fast road. But just check out these numbers, Rob. It was, let's just kind of round them here. When back in 14, 10 years ago, the state budget was around $9 billion. Mm-hmm. And it held steady between the 9 and $10 billion range until about 18. And then it started spiking in 19. And then in 2022, that was Ducey's last budget, it went up to $14.25 billion. So it went up from $9 billion to $14.25 billion in nine years, right? That's a 62% increase. Then Katie Hobbs gets in there, and the, the Republicans, a lot of rhinos, struck a deal with the Democrats, and kudos to the Republicans that voted no on this spending package last year. It went from $14.25 billion, uh, the previous year to $17.8 billion. So a $3.55 billion increase in one year, another 25% increase. In 10 years, 2014-2023, the budget went up 102% in the state of Arizona. That's, that's the numbers. And, and that last year was funded primarily with... Uh, federal grant yeah. dollars federal, that, federal didn't, that don't exist in the first place. Yeah. That all we did is print more to give the state more to spend on things they didn't need in the first place and hadn't needed in the past. Are your roads really that much better? Anything like that in 10 years? Yeah. I mean, they paved I-17, but it's still like a train track. Apparently something <laughs> under the surface ain't right. And how long is that going to last? Yeah, that's going to be gone in two years. Um, so, so remember these numbers. Um, $17.8 billion, that was the last... Last year's budget, right? The one we're living on right now, right? The 24 budget. Yeah, $17.8 billion. That's the new baseline. And I've been sitting here, and it, this is not a I told you so moment. I, I don't want to get get like that or anything. But I have been sitting here as every year the budget went up, and I'd bring in people, and and they would say, I got to vote for it because the, the representatives, right? Yeah. Because we got pent-up spending. We didn't do this during the great financial crisis, on and on and on and on. And I always say, watch it because this is going to be a new baseline. Eventually, we're going to get into a financial situation where they're going to have to decrease the budget, and they're going to come out and say, and I'm paraphrasing what I used to say, but I said it for years, they're going to come out and say, oh, no, now we've got budget cuts. Yep. When they jacked it up by double in a 10-year period. So, Rob, $17.8 billion, the baseline for last year. Now they're saying, oh, my gosh, we got to cut $500 million, so half a billion dollars. So what? The budget's going to be $17.3 billion next year? Yeah, still a Who cares? 20% increase what are you, two years ago. What are you whining about? What is the governor whining about? Just shut up and cut it by $500 billion, million, sorry, $500 million, right. and move on to something important instead of blaming it on my kids. Exactly. What a ding-dong. Exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's absurd. And the whole premise of this is because 
some people chose to now send their kids places other than public schools, yeah. the state is having to pay those schools that tuition um, support that they had promised. Well, why didn't they take that money from where it was going and give it to where it is going? It should have been basically a wash. Actually, they should be saving money because it's much more expensive to send kids to public school than it is to most private schools. I'm trying to figure that one out because what you're talking about is the ESA, Empowerment Scholarship Account. Yep. Uh, just one week ago, by the way, Hobbs came out with her plan to basically make it a bureaucratic hell so that you don't want to send Make it kid. almost impossible yeah. for the schools yeah. to qualify for it is what her goal is. And was. basically make it so you'd rather send. She even had a clause in her plan that you have to send your kids to the public school for 100 days first yeah. before you can send them to private with the ESA money. What, so kids can move in the middle of the school year? Yeah, because that's this? healthy. How about this? Why don't you have to send your kids to a private school for 100 days before they go to a public school? There you go. Let me just turn that around. Who comes up with it? You're just making stuff up at this point. And, it's, and, it, and that was an additional clear signal of what, what her real motivation is. Exactly, here. exactly. It's all about Unions, anyone? Teach, ESA. Yeah, and teacher, teacher union group. Yep. Anyone, right? Um, so sh- they're saying that the state of Arizona is going to be facing a $500 million I keep getting these numbers messed up. Yeah, it's hard. Half a billion dollar budget shortfall because the ESA program, as Rob just pointed out, it's it's seven thousand dollars, or as we pointed out in this article, seven thousand dollars to send your kid to a private school ESA money. It's about I get varying numbers. I'm, I I thought it was thirteen. They're saying it's fourteen thousand dollars per kid to send them to public school. My math again. I'll use a red crayon on the back of the napkin. <laughs> right. Yep. You're saving seven grand by sending them to private schools. Now, the problem is they're not adjusting the size and the operation costs of these failing public schools to account for the kid that left. They're still acting like the kid's there. So they're not firing people. They're not reducing schools, uh, selling schools off, et cetera, et cetera. They're operating it like it's the before times, and it is not. People don't want to send their kids to these schools anymore. This is capitalism in action, but they're ignoring it. The, The customer is choosing a different provider for a service. And the old provider, because it's government subsidized, is refusing to acknowledge that and continuing to try to provide that same quality, quantity, not quality, of yeah. service that they always have and charging the state for it. Yeah. They're keeping everything as status quo yeah. as it was. Yep. Yeah. So that's what they're doing. So it's not that, look, and I, I can't stand the fact that the corporate media, I don't even call them the mainstream media anymore or the uh, legacy media. I call them the corporate media that they can sit there straight face and not do the back of the napkin math. This is not, this is not complicated. You can have an eighth grade education and figure this stuff out. They're reading a press release and then regurgitating That's it. it. That's, That's it. all they're doing. They're are not these doing any investigative yeah, journalism. Think for yourself here. I mean, look, and maybe they haven't been around enough to see this. There's some <laughs> new young person who's, who hasn't been tracking these state budgets as long as we have, Rob. Sure. Right. But just look at the numbers, 9 billion to 18 billion. And, and then you're, you're griping about a half billion dollar in cuts as if it's the end of the world. Come on. It takes you 15 seconds to find that information it's, using Google. I, you I, know? I, I, I did it old school. I always, I have this stuff because I've been tracking it for years, but mm-hmm. I recheck it and I use like Google or whatever, right? Yeah. Or DuckDuckGo. A buddy of mine, a neighbor, he has um, ChatGPT. Okay. Right? And he, he asked it and it popped the numbers up in, in three and a half seconds. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just spent an hour looking that up. So the point being... Someone could pay the $20 a month for the 4.0 version of ChatGBT, a, a, right. a reporter at the corporate media, sure. and say it. You don't even have to type it. You don't even have to hurt your little fingers. You just say it. And, chat, and, and the AI comes up with these numbers in th- two and a half to with three seconds. 
Yeah, with footnotes. Yeah. Yeah, so you could go recheck it, which they probably won't. But those are the numbers. I mean, those are the, you know, that's how much the budget's increased and that's they're griping about. Better than the president of Harvard. Clues references. Yeah, she's, she's still Sorry making $900,000 or something, right? Yeah, On she the is. Staff. Yeah, so. She, she went back to a professorship and, and retained her original salary. Unbelievable. After plagiarizing. Yeah. Right? 50 plus times. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you got to do more like 100 now. Yeah. You know, let's be, let's be real. All right. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing this tonight, but it definitely be this week because I got, uh, Angela has brought Isabel over to uh, Greece. She's over yep. there right now. She's been sending me, they stopped in Italy actually first and they've been getting some Italian food. Oh, nice. Sending me pictures and I'm just like, stop sending me these pictures. You're killing me. Uh, but Isabel <laughs> saved up money to do a semester abroad. I'm really proud of her. Um, you know, it's to pay for all the housing and all that stuff. Um, so Angela decided to take her over there and Drop get her, her off get her settled, settled in. Yeah, nice. Um, but I'm on my own all week Uh-oh. when it comes to food and all that. So uh, probably tomorrow night I'll get some wings from Namarco's Pizza. Yeah. Um, really good wings. Uh, also probably get a, I think it was Jerry's. Is it Jerry's? There's a special there that has loaded with oh, pizza. Oh, okay. I can't, hopefully I'm not getting that name wrong for Namarco's, but a lot of great special, kind of customized pizzas that they do. And their wings keep winning the best wings in the city, right? Oh, they've won it for like two centuries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Google that. Since before there were wings. Yeah, before they, there were wings, they were, they were getting they were special awards <laughs> for right. wings. Yeah. Uh, Namarco's Pizza, great pizza, uh, curbside pickup or delivery or one of their three great dining locations. Order online easily at namarcospizza.com. That's Namarco's Pizza. More stats that you need to know and figures here in just a second. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. I assume by now there's a bunch of... um, well, this thing's called cinders all over the roads, all over northern Arizona. You're probably going to get a rock chip in your windshield. You can stop on by Diamond Auto Glass and get that fixed, 928-779-4140. You can also get a whole new windshield. Yep. <laughs> Rob. If that's necessary. <laughs> I think Rob's going down that road right about now. Yep. Um, Diamond Auto Glass will take care of you. They do an excellent job. Great customer service. They also have the technology to line up the uh, the cameras in there and all those sensors that everybody's got. So check them on out. Uh, don't let that rock chip spread to the rest of your windshield. 928-779-4140. Or go online right now to thedifferenceisclear.com. On the federal side, welcome back. Jeff Forbes here. Rob Wilson from Timberline Firearms and Training as well. Um, it's a short segment here, Rob, so we'll start getting into these numbers. But Speaker Mike Johnson, who got in there right before Christmas, right? After the McCarthy yeah, it was debacle. And and, December, or beginning December, I think. Okay. McCarthy made all kinds of side deals with the Democrats to get them to agree not to shut the government down. As This is the, this is the end of the world if this happens. He sold his soul is what he did. Yeah. And I think a lot of those... So Johnson, Mike Johnson came up and the Republicans came up with... What are the headlines on this one? Um, um, Some bipartisan... One, bipartisan. Huge. Yeah, bipartisan. Bipartisan. All over the place you see that... Which means that one Republican, a lot of well, there's probably a, a good half or sixty percent of the Republicans yeah. sided with forty percent of the Democrats, and that's that's bipartisan. Uh, basically, they're saying that the 
the top line budgets, you know, they come up with stupid words. Basically, the spending limit on the, the discretionary portion of the budget is supposed to be $1.59 right? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're, you've heard yep. as well? Yep. Okay. I've already heard, and the Freedom Caucus is saying, no, it's really like $1.658 trillion. So, eh, trillion okay. here, trillion yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, what's the big deal? Let me, let me, let me tell you. The, the budget for, the, the discretionary budget for the United States of America last year was $1.7 trillion. I'm getting excited about $110 billion here. Yeah. Because keep in mind, this is, not, this is just part of the budget. The overall budget is like $6.2 trillion, so they say. So how am I going to get excited about them saying that they made cuts of $110 billion or going to? I, I wish I could do that math in my head, but it's, you know, what, a 1%? <laughs> rounding error? Yeah. yeah um, rounding error? Let me it, turn. Yeah. It, it's, a, it's a ridiculously we'll small keep talking, amount for the, people. Yeah. We'll it's a ridiculously small amount for them to be celebrating that they somehow accomplished something by reducing the budget that much. So it isn't that much money. Million. And they haven't really accomplished anything because we're still going to be in a deficit. Yeah, yeah and growing rapidly. One hundred ten. Billion divided by six point two. Hang on a second. You got a million. All those zeros. That's um billion thousand million billion and then trillion trillion equals um <laughs> yeah yeah you were close it's a point zero one let's call it one point eight percent. Wow, you're talking one point eight eight percent. But the one problem penny. Yeah, the, the problem is and yeah exactly. The problem is and and we'll get into this more. There's no cuts. There's no savings because the interest payments on the national debt are skyrocketing much more than $110 billion that these guys say they're actually cutting. Much more. I've got Wait, the numbers. Oh, yeah. I've got Wait, the numbers. Anybody can do this, this math, again, on the back of a napkin. or in your. You can't use a regular calculator anymore yeah, because it's not enough zeros. You have to take your iPhone and turn it sideways. And I, <laughs> and I have an older iPhone. This thing's got a small screen. Yeah. So at some point here soon, I'm going to have to buy a bigger iPhone. Just to because it won't fit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. yeah, staggering numbers. But it's not just the feds. And we'll get more into the fed numbers here in just a little bit. Uh, Rob's unearthed a bunch of stuff on your local level. And you looked at City of Flag because you were f- familiar with that. Yeah. What's happened there in the past, say, 10 years? So, yeah, I pulled up the, the City of Flagstaff's budget from 2014 to and compared it to the current 2024 budget. Okay. Um, in 2014... The financial resources available, so the gross income for the city, $243,000. Okay, I would have um, been in there at the time. Yeah, that you were in office at this okay. point still. And I was griping about the huge budget at 200 and what did yeah, you say? $243 okay. million. Dollars. And I was like, this is ridiculous. This year, 539 <laughs> Wow. Doubling. Appropriations, um, 539000 Every single penny of it is spent. Million. So, yeah. Every single penny they take in, they've spent. I was I was curious to see that the airport has actually almost dropped in half of the amount of revenue it's creating over that period of time. And I wonder <laughs> if it has anything to do with the advertising. That's Rob's um, battle with uh, the airport, and now they just have we do, won't go into now that, they but. do no advertising because of Rob. <laughs> Rob ruined it for everybody because I, he wanted to advertise guns. Could have helped their bottom and training, line. Training really yeah. sold some more advertising. Yeah. But let's get into more of these numbers when we come back. Plus, skip over to the federal side. Uh, I want to get your take as a two plus decade um, veteran. You served in the Navy mm-hmm. as far as the um, uh, defense secretary who was, he just disappeared. Secretary for Austin. Yeah, he's S- just, still, he's just in a hot, we don't know why he's just, right. I mean, is he 
Is he controlling? You know, we've got a few tensions around the world. Is he just a little bit? Is he paying attention? I know when the president supposedly goes in or under, they do surgery or something, you know, that the vice president has to take over. What's exactly. Their, what's the protocols? I want to get into all that as well. Hey, by the way, I never threw this out. Uh, email, always welcome. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. I got to use my uh, new trailer from American Trailer Company, just north of Flag, right out there by Timberline. It is. Good neighbors. Yeah, I am. Um, it, here's the thing. I have an older trailer and it's um, kind of rusting and stuff. I, I will warn you though, when you buy a brand new trailer and it's got that shiny black paint, it is quite slick oh. with the snow. Cause I put the, I put my tractor on it, okay, brought yeah. it up from Camp Verde and got ready for the big snow removal, which really wasn't necessary, but still here stationed here just in case. And um, comes with the, comes with the ramps now that pull out. Oh, nice. Uh, and I got a dump trailer from them. Oh. Um, here's the, here's the bottom line. You don't need to go to Phoenix. Uh, American trailer company will, they try to make sure the prices are just about the same, sometimes lower. Yep. But then you're saving on having to go to Phoenix. Uh, if you're in the Verde Valley, come on up, Prescott area. Uh, support northern Arizona businesses like American Lower Trailer sales company. tax out there, too. Oh, yeah. You don't have the, um, you no don't have the city. No city sales tax. And the city sales tax. So everything from, I think I got a, I think it's a 10-foot dump trailer. They've got larger ones. Oh, yeah. Flatbed trailers, cargo trailers. Actually, they got 100 trailers on site. Oh, they got a lot out no, there. Yeah. There's a ton. So you're thinking about buying a trailer, head on out there. Just I'll steal your line about five minutes north. <laughs> the Probably about four one. and a half minutes north. <laughs> Depending on who's driving, yeah. Yeah. I think Rob may have sped that up a little bit, but <laughs> six, five to six minutes, depending on your speed. American Trailer Company just north of, uh, of Flagstaff. Go check it out. Um, it's a great thing to have. It, I mean, it really is. All right. Hang tight. Back in just a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orvid Show. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. All right, welcome back. Jeff Orvid's here. Rob Wilson here with me as well from Timberline Firearms and Training. Uh, I know a couple months back, one of my favorite episodes with you, Rob, we were talking about your service in the Navy, submarine guy. Yep. Uh, two plus decades. Do I have you up here? Two plus decades. And um, a lot of great stories there, especially especially the the, the, the length you were under sea at one point. A bunch point. of them I can't tell. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's good. He'd tell, but he'd have to kill me yeah. and then find all of you. Might take a while here. But um, Secretary of Defense. Yeah. Lloyd so, Austin. Appointed, Lloyd Austin. Appointed by the president. Approved okay. by the Congress. What's his deal? What's his background? Do you know, uh, do you know much about him? He, he, he's been in the Department of Defense for a while, um, okay. undersecretary kinds of position, things like that. Okay. Um, and, and was fairly well respected generally, it, it appeared to be. He didn't have a lot of obstacles getting approved okay. um, through the Senate um, for the position. Um, but just recently, apparently, he had some elective surgery. We don't know what that elective surgery was. And then following that elective surgery, had some kind of complications. And, and it sounds like I'm being vague here, and that's because um, the entire press corps is being um, deceived, I think, as mm-hmm. to what's really going on. Turns out he's been hospitalized at Walter Reed Medical Center for over a week. Wow. Um, part of that time in ICU. Um, so critical care. So yeah, not intensive happy care. times. Yeah. yeah, so he's he's in rough shape if you're in ICU. 
Um, now, all that's not good. You know, that I, I feel bad for him, his family, all that. I also am concerned that he was in the uh, hospital for five days before President Biden was aware of it. <laughs> is, is Biden <laughs> even aware of it at this point, in well, fairness? But anyway. And, and is he still aware of it? Because maybe he was and now he's not. Okay, or, okay we but, could say Biden's staff didn't, yes. even, didn't even know. Is that a fair assessment? Apparently. Maybe. That, okay, that's apparently. what we're being led to believe. There's very little information being let out by either Department of Defense or the White House about who knew what and when and why he's there and how much longer and is he still, apparently he is, in the hospital. Hmm. And the concern there is, is that if things really went to heck in the world and North Korea did something really dumb or Iran did something really dumb and we had to retaliate with authority, we have something called the National Command Authority. And it's the chain of command that's used by the president, starting with the president, to actually issue the orders for a nuclear strike. That authority goes through the Secretary of Defense. So if the Secretary of Defense is in Walter Reed Hospital in the intensive care unit, who was doing his job or was anyone? Mm. And how would the president not have known that, hey, I'm not calling Secretary Austin, I'm calling Deputy Secretary somebody else or whatever. The fact that all that happened is bad, but the part that concerns me the most is for five days, nobody in the White House knew this, but lots of people did. Yeah. And nobody said a word. There was nurses, there was doctors, there was security, there was... There was all his staff at the Pentagon, yeah. um, all kinds of people had to know, and nobody said a word. Yeah, where's the defense secretary? Oh, he's just out getting some coffee. I mean, oh, for five days now? Yeah, the, the word was spreading like wildfire. I'm surprised some eager beaver... Reporter didn't find something, or it didn't. Usually, there's some source, and they leak it. Somebody must have leaked it. An anonymous is, is, source. Yeah, somebody must that. have leaked it here at some point. Is, is what happened? But that took a, that's a long time. That is a really long in today's world. Yeah, with, with, this stuff should be out in minutes. Absolutely. Huh, so, so my biggest concern. I, I mean, it's it's bad that he's you know not well. It's bad that um, you know he may not be able to do his job. It's really bad he didn't tell anybody, and it's worse yet that all the people around him stayed quiet yeah that shows a culture that is a problem it's it's a culture of i, I don't know are you loyal to the position or you're loyal to the yeah the, the guy you know you're loyal to the country or it's more important to keep this and why keep a secret i mean uh, we're all people we get sick <laughs> and people get sick we're all fallible yeah and you know? this is I, I i just remember in times past when maybe a president went in and it was like everybody knew about it in advance yeah and there was a big rigmarole about it and then who's in charge well the vice president is in charge is acting president until you know like if they have to go under for anesthesia right. or whatever you know for a surgery even if it was like for a, a wisdom tooth or something i don't know if that's actually happened but what you know something more minor during that time there's a process there's someone else that the vice president's yeah. in charge and, and apparently this administration didn't have a process yeah and nobody in the administration that did know it, cared enough to tell the people that should have known it's insight into the chaos of this administration, the chaos of the Biden administration, Certainly the lack appears. of yeah. leadership, the lack of everything. Um, I saw a video sickening this week of, and this is in Arizona, of people just walking through the border gap, a border gap. <sighs> I don't know if you saw that one. I did, yeah. Just one after the other, one after the other. And you're just like, this is my country, man. So you like, know, these people just don't care. One per second or so. Oh, it was like, insane. It? it was a single file line that I saw it the video It was insane. Of, but it was like one person every second. So as we're sitting here having this conversation, another 15 people just walked into this country yeah. illegally. Yeah. 
completely unvetted, completely no idea where they're coming from or what risks they might present. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, you, you, you go to buy a gun from Rob at Timberline Firearms and Training. You're going to sit there for a little bit while they do all the background checks. Absolutely. You come into this country, you could be carrying a gun. You could be carrying the Ebola virus. You could be just somebody fentanyl. seeking a job. You could be bringing fentanyl. You could, you, who the heck? We don't know. We yep. don't know who you are, you know, but you do something else and you want to run a business in this country. You know, you know here's the process. Yeah. If you're, you're a law abiding U.S. citizen yeah, in yeah. this country, so you get in line, take your time. Yeah. Right. You want to come into the country illegally? It's pours in. But yeah, the Secretary of Defense thing pisses me off too because it's like the blimp, the Chinese uh, yeah. balloon. Boy. So it's like we just let this. I think there was one floating around Taiwan recently too. Just let this stuff happen. And it's just like, who's in charge? Who are these people that? Are, are holding these positions. So if the president decides there's no, there's no red button on the table. No, you know, I mean the dramatized stuff that we see there's, I mean, is there even a briefcase that they bring in or it's a, Hey, I'm going to call the secretary of defense. There is. And then there's a chain of command after that. I would imagine. I, I do we really a, know? I, <laughs> I have a pretty good idea and I'm not sure how much I can actually yeah. say. Don't so. say it though. I don't I'm, want I'm, someone yeah. knocking on your door. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be cautious yeah. about okay. what I say, but right. it's not a button. Yeah. Um, there is a briefcase. Uh, I can't, I don't want to talk about what's yeah. in it. That's fine. Um, that's, that's fine. necessary to, to actually authorize. But, the use but of nuclear just, weapons. just rest me assured here. There, there, there's not a red button on Biden's desk. That no, there's he, not. That, that has like, that he um, can slip and fall and hit. And yeah, or that he could be like, that's my ice cream button. That's I need <laughs> oh, more. No. I need more, uh, more toppings, more toppings. I would like an ice cream, button. I'm a, I'm yeah, a we should put some fan, ice cream here. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's sit on. I, I think I'll carry this over to the next. Hour. We still got more time, but, I, um, I want to talk about a few other things here. Uh, speaking of cameras and, and just watching, did you see on, on kind of a totally different note, there was a game cam in, southern arizona not the one catching all the illegals coming through the border <laughs> although this thing is probably an illegal because i don't think they're really native to uh united states area i think we're this, certainly in the northern range of it. Yeah, yeah i would think more cent i think of central america uh and south america and how do you pronounce it jaguar jaguar you ever hear the british pronounce it because it's a Jaguar. That's a British company, isn't it? It, it? is. Jaguar. And you're like, what, what, what is that? Yeah. I just love the British how they speak. It's, it's funny. It is. Um, it but, sounds very intelligent, but the, no there, matter what they're saying. <laughs> there was a Jaguar <laughs> spotted in southern Arizona. Mm -hmm. um, apparently, for, for whatever we know, eighth in the country that's been spotted since like 1990 or something. Yep. Um, did not know that. I mean, it's a very southern and Arizona. they're endangered species. Apparently. But I mean, there's, if there's one, there's more. Of course. Because it would have had to come through, unless it was released somehow, but I'm, I'm sure it just it, it traveled through northern Mexico and got out of its range. If there's one, I bet you there's more. Oh, yeah. You know, so... so I mean, what's the odds of one game cam catching, you know, the yeah, one what, million That's animal. like lottery there's times, more than one. times a million there. Um, and I don't know, how much more dangerous are they than, well, as far as danger for anything, most animals just run from you, but like a, a mountain lion. A lion? I would imagine the behavior they, would be very similar. Yeah. They're going to avoid you if, if possible. Yeah. Now, if you're walking your little 15-pound or 10-pound dog, that might be. And if it sees you walking it with, like, flip-flops, yeah. you and your dog are dead. <laughs> this is why you, you. If you're hiking with Crocs, you, you just, never mind. No, yeah, we don't want to say that. I get into this argument with uh, Angela all the time because she likes to wear flip-flops, but, ah. but I tell her not to wear them in uh, Home Depot. And I always see a dude, and if you're this dude, I'm sorry. Um, I always see this uh, dude in Home Depot with flip-flops. I'm like, please. <laughs> You're going to break your foot, man. You, you've got to stop. I was yeah. flying. Where was I? I was in the airport in Texas, Dallas, and there's um, a guy walking around barefoot. 
Oh, that's in the healthy. airport. And it's like, yeah, man. Yeah. That's great. Um, so anyway, yeah. Jag, Jaguar, Jag, Jaguar, Jaguar. Yeah. I just there say Jaguar. It's like what, what yeah. I like to say, um, possibly. In and we've got the wolves now. Yep. I've seen a mountain lion one time. And, um, um, I haven't seen a lion. I've seen some yeah. bears, but I haven't seen a lion. Small mountain lion. The kids swear they saw a chupacabra one night, but we can't confirm that. Oh, I, I bet they did. <laughs> yeah. We, they saw a blur. I think it was a mountain lion. Uh, one more here that's uh, Arizona related. Uh, put this up at talkwithjeff.com on, I think it was Friday. Uh, by the way, I'm back on the list. Four. The Flagstaff Unified School District. Oh, really? Has now sent me three press releases in a matter of one week. Wow. Apparently, we were off their press. It was just a misunderstanding, folks. I was told it was just a mis. The whole thing was a misunderstanding. On it your was- part? Well, that's, I, that's I what I'm told. You understood it pretty well. I understood it pretty good. I was off the press release for uh, Flagstaff Unified School District for apparently uh, over six months since June. Since June. And they also didn't send me certain things because they decided, you know, that I maybe wasn't interested in, in certain things. So they were so choosing. What the they- Goldwater Institute took charge and contacted them and said, nah, nah. that's not going to work. They have corrected the quote unquote misunderstanding. Mm-hmm. And now I'm getting the press releases again. So well, it's all in that. It's good that, you know, well, that, that ends well. So it so would be interesting to file a Freedom of Information Act request with the school board and say, Okay, who else were you not sending it to? Yeah, what, right. what other things have you, you know, voluntarily withheld that should have legally been distributed? There's a lesson to be learned here. If you're a media relations person for a public institution and a organization such as mine or any media organization, whether you agree with them or not, whether you think they're partisan or not, whether you think they're left, right, center, whatever. Uh, and my argument is there is very, very few true unbiased reporters or media outlets out there anymore. I am not one. I'm pretty biased, uh, although I will bring you the facts when we bring you facts, right? But we had our opinion. Uh, we don't hide that. And, and you don't pretend we don't your pretend opinion that. is yeah. a fact. When I that's see, the difference. When I see all these headlines out there that, you know, the state's going to go bankrupt or whatever they're saying, you know, we're facing a, a deficit because of the kids. You know, I'm like, well, who's partisan here, right? But anyway, I'm back on the press release list, and I got this one late last week. Arizona DPS, Department of Public Safety, arrests FUSD employee on allegations of luring a minor for sexual exploitation. Uh-oh. I don't know if you caught that one. Rob. I did not see yeah. that. Apparently, um, um, according to the Flagstaff Unified School District, uh, they arrested a bus driver for FUSD. Ouch. Um, Hate to hear that happening. Yes. So For our kids. I am glad we are on the press release, though. And then I got a bunch about the snow as well. All right. Love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. That's talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, thinking about refinancing your home, call Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. She'll be able to take care of you, especially if you're in a situation with the high rate credit cards that have just exploded because crazy stuff happened, inflation happened, and all of a sudden you, you wake up one day and you're like, I can't believe what I'm paying on these credit cards. I hope you're in a position maybe where you bought a home just a few short years ago and you've hopefully can take advantage of the equity increases that have happened, refinance maybe the credit card debt, refinance the mortgage, and end up with a much lower payment 
um, in the end by combining all that. I'm not sure what your situation is, but maybe you should call Kim Dawson. Talk to her about that. Kim Dawson and Nova Home Loans, which is Arizona's largest privately owned mortgage lender, they can act like a broker or a bank. They can find you the best programs out there. Mention the Jeff Orvitz Show. Get $250 off the lender's fee at closing. Here's the number, 928 310 6458. 928 310 6458. Or go to NovaHomeLoans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NLS 697411. Nova Home Loans, NLS 3087, BK number 0902420. Housing opportunity subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show all right, if you need to get your phone fixed and you want to save yourself some money, call my or stop by my good friends at Just Wireless. Um, they will fix your smartphone. They can't make the screen wider so your calculator works, Rob. Get enough zeros in yeah, there. Yeah, get enough zeros to start dealing with the numbers when it comes to the federal budget. But they can uh, switch out the battery. That's a big problem. Charging ports, cracked screens. Plus, they got a great line of refurbished phones at Just Wireless. Get more information at JustWirelessAZ.com. Tunnel fire, you were impacted by that um, that came through Flagstaff, what, two, almost two years ago? April 19th of 2022, the tunnel fire roared through the, the Timberline Fernwood Noni Park area. Not quite two years, okay. Yeah, coming up on it. Uh, so you want some basic info. I mean, should be there. Well, you know, there were a lot of concerns following the tunnel fire because the, uh, the it had been reported a couple of days before, and the Forest Service said it was out. Um, Got reported again the next day. They said it was out. Third day, it flared up and, and burned down 30 houses. Mm-hmm. So there were some people that had some real concerns about, you know, how is the forest managing these fires and the forest service? And and are we doing it as effectively as possible? And I teamed up with a couple of people that have wildland firefighting experience and legal experience and worked in the federal government. And what we did is file a Freedom of Information Act request with the federal government in order to find out how did this whole thing happen? Uh, Freedom Information Act is supposed to be there, so we can do that as citizens. Supposed to get a timely reply. Um, I just got an update on mine. I've moved from number 74 to number 42 on their list a year (laughs) and a half later. It's progress. Yeah, and everybody's probably asking the same question. Oh, they are. So it's like you could probably just do one. There's a dozen of them, I'm sure, asking the same questions. Wow. Well. I don't know where the $6.2 trillion is going in our federal budget, but apparently not to, not to FOIA basic requests, requests like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. All right, Rob and I want to really dive into some of these numbers here uh, when we come back. More on the opening day at the legislature. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Back in just a few. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. Portions of this show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered.
Remember to catch the podcast by looking up The Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area. This portion of the show is brought to you by Allstate Insurance Agency in Flagstaff. This is the Jeff Orvitz Show. All right, welcome back. Rob Wilson here with me from Timberline Firearms and Training. We were just watching a video that ties to, well, it doesn't tie directly, but it's just, they're, they're shooting the same thing. Uh, at the end of the hour, Rob told me about um, his freedom of information request, was it National Forest Service, yep. regarding the tunnel, tunnel fire. fire. Yep. And it's been almost two years. I mean, I don't know when you put in the request, a year and a half ago or something. It was in uh, May, so shortly after the fire. So Okay. We're- and he just basically wants information on how this happened, et cetera, et cetera. He, he was number 77 on the list. Now he's like number 42. 42. So he's moving up someday. Maybe. Maybe. You'll get a response and maybe not. Um, but another one here in, uh, this happened in Arizona, Molino 2 fire. They charged a guy literally like 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 $180,000. He's been ordered to pay, uh, I guess, the U.S. Forest Service because of the fire that they say he started by shooting incendiary rounds out of his shotgun. And I had never seen this before, so Rob pulled up the video. Um, what is this thing? It's like a shotgun shell that's... Filled, filled basically with phosphorus. Um, and mm. they're, they're called dragon's breath. Um, kid, I never heard of that. Kids don't play with these things. These There's really no practical application for these things. Oh, I could think of a few, they're, but they look pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> they, it, are, they are legal. It's basically a flamethrower comes out the end of your shotgun. Your shotgun. Um, but this guy, in his case, yeah, fire, yeah. His fund cost him $180,000. Well, that's almost what a round costs. Yeah, what, six, what'd you pull it like five bucks around five to six bucks for a shell yeah. of that yeah it looks pretty cool though i mean can you have you tried that out at camp savage we would uh, you be nervous i i yeah we don't do that kind yeah. of stuff mm. generally we're, we're we're more practical application of, of real life kinds of things not that perhaps you could someone would be like uh, temporary blinded from the um you know home invasion types i don't uh-huh. know there you go i have no idea what the practice but it just looks cool like back east somewhere where it's really wet you go to some kind of range. That would be okay. Yeah, like Owen and I were looking up, um, there's a place in Texas where you can drive a tank. Oh. But it was almost as much as, you know, Angel's over in Europe taking Isabel over there. It yeah. was like almost the same price as going away for 10 days to Europe. <laughs> it was like, so, it was like or you can drive five a tank grand hour, or something. Huh? Yeah. Got, and I think you get to shoot one round. And yeah. if you want an additional round, it's like another $3,000. But uh, you and I should go do that. It might be fun just I, just to do it once. Or have you, have you done that? I might be getting, no, I have never driven a tank. And I, that would be on my bucket list. be pretty list. cool. Yeah. I mean, you have uh, driven around in a, a submarine. Yes. So I, I don't know. I can fly an airplane. I can fly a submarine. I've never tried a tank. Can you so. launch a torpedo? I, I could. Yeah. Oh, man. They need a place to do that just once. Like, (laughs) like here's the solution for our federal deficit is like, let me push the button <laughs> to, to launch a torpedo. Or but a I guess you got you got to sign up for twenty years to do that, right? I mean, to, there is a way to do that. Yeah, yeah. there is a way to. Do, and there was a guy that was taking people for submarine rides a while back too, but he's not doing that anymore either. 
Oh, was this like an off the, uh, well, off, the, the on a, off the clock type on thing? The, no, the Titanic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that didn't work out well. That was a tragedy there. Yes. But, uh, anyway, uh, we've got a lot to get to since it's opening day at the Arizona legislature and Katie Hobbs and the complicit corporate media want to make you think that we're entering some kind of big deficit here in Arizona, which is a total sham. Yep. But they're, uh, they're going to convince you this is terrible, scary stuff. That oh, we have to take drastic actions and, immediately. And out of a, call it close to an $18 billion budget that increased from $9 billion in 10 years, a doubling of the budget. And then they're going to have to maybe shave off $500 million and have a 17.5 or $17.2 billion budget. They will bring the most ridiculous cuts forward first. It'll literally oh. be the babies and the kittens and things like that. We're, we're going yeah. to shut down DPS. Yeah, no, there, yeah. there will be no police enforcement any place. <laughs> yep, you know, all those guys are going to get fired and uh, gals. Yep, um, that that's probably where they'll start. Next thing will be anyone that is dependent on the state for food and medical care is yep. going to be cut Gone. off. Gone. All of those are over. Yep. Um, they'll never talk about what it really is, and that is okay. How about if we just take the money that we were paying the public schools to educate these kids back from the public schools mm-hmm. and solve the problem? Yeah, it's that simple. They're going to blame it on your kids that are going through the school voucher system, the ESA Empowerment Scholarship Account. Mm-hmm. They already are blaming them, and they're blaming it on tax cuts. You know, the very people that are funding this government that funded it at nine billion and continued to fund it all the way to eighteen billion. It's your fault. You just need to keep paying more to account for their lack of accounting. Exactly. Basically. That's that's exactly. the sum of it. Because we went to a flat rate tax system. Now that's the whole thing. Uh, that that caused it all. Not their irresponsible building of the budget year after year from nine billion to four um, to sorry, <sighs> eighteen nearly eighteen billion. No, it's not their fault. It's the children mm-hmm. and the irresponsible families that want their children to go to non jacked up public schools mm-hmm. and those who want to keep more money in their pocket and get a tax cut because right. They're providing jobs, they're working hard, they're, you know, gainfully employed, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the argument could be made that if the state was able to double its budget in 10 years, that maybe it was collecting too much taxes in the first place. Inflation hasn't gone up 100% in 10 years. No, it hasn't, but... Feels like it sometimes. A lot of things, the the inflation in government has gone up 100%. And, and, And coincidentally, that seems to be consistent across the board. 100%. 100% in 10 years on the local here in the city of Flagstaff, yep. on the state in the state of Arizona, and in the federal government, 100% every 10 years. Yeah. Or yeah. the last 10 years. Let's dive into it deeper here in just a second. Uh, this is why I like an insurance policy, and I've always liked to own a little bit of physical gold and silver. Desert Gold Exchange is based right here in Arizona. I was actually talking with Justin just about three days ago about a couple of things that have to do with physical gold and silver. Uh, he is, I, and I kind of laid it out like, Hey, what do you think about this option, this option or this option? And he, mm-hmm. he kind of gave me some feedback and, and, you know, we went back and forth on it. So that's the kind of service that I've been getting. That's the kind of service you're going to get. They'll treat you like gold at desert gold exchange. Like I said, here in Arizona, get you stuff delivered about 48, 72 hours. They have the lowest fees out there. So it's those commissions that you get caught up with when it comes to physical gold and silver. They guarantee it. Lowest fees out there. They keep the overhead low. They pass the savings on to you. 888-852-4343. Give them a call right now. 888-852-4343. That's Desert Gold Exchange. 888-852-4343. Yeah, everything's kind of gone up by 100%. 102% the state budget yep. has gone up in the 
period of 10 years. Now you're showing this is, and you and I were working on the same things without even knowing we were working on the same things. You just did it at the local yep. level, city of Flagstaff budget. It doubled deficit. Or yes. City of Flagstaff spending in 2014 was 243 million. It's now 539 million. Okay. Not more quite than, double, but more than double. I'm sorry. More than double. More than double. Sorry. My yep. back of the napkin math failed me for a second there. Well, you didn't have your crayon sharp. So I, my crayon's gone dull from all this stuff. <laughs> all, all those zeros. Crunching. It's all the zeros you have to keep making with your crayon. Now, the only good thing about your state government and your local governments, your counties, your cities, your towns, your school boards, things like that, is they do have to have a balanced budget. Right. I mean, they could do all kinds of weird shenanigans in, in creating, but they can't They can't really borrow the money. Well, the city could borrow money. They, they could bond, they bond for projects. Right. But they can't run a deficit like the feds can. Right. So what will happen in Flagstaff at some point, unless we experience a kind of melt-up inflationary spiral, then their budget will be a billion before you know it. <laughs> what I've seen in the past, though, Rob, is – they have to come back, and the budget's, what would you say, four, 540? 530. 530 something, yeah. right? And all of a sudden, the revenue's not there, and they got to go back to 460 maybe. Oh, my God. And they're going to cry. They're going to tell you all the stuff they have to cut, but they'll fail to mention to you, just like the corporate media and the state has failed to mention to you that they were half that 10 years ago. That's not inflation. They're, they're just, they've bloated the size of government. Give me some examples here, because there's I, I various that, departments. Actually, yeah. That have grown. When, you, when you look at the percentage of the budget that various departments are between 2014 and now, one of the biggies is environment and not environmental. Um, God, what was it? I think it was the administration. Yeah, administration went from it's coming three point five to six point three percent of the total budget of the total as, budget. Okay, so that's a doubling. Yeah, almost. Okay, just short of doubling. Of, of doubling. Um, economic vitality. That went from 0.3% to 1.7%. That's almost six, six times, times as much. Six holding. Yeah. Economic vitality, This these are the people that, and you have them in your, so no matter where you're at in the, um, in the state listening, you probably have something that is in the line of an economic vitality department no or, question. or a person. These are the people, I've always tried to figure this one out, Rob, because these are the people, well, I call them the bureaucrats with the clipboards. Mm-hmm. These are the people that have, in many cases, never worked in the private sector who are tasked with going and speaking the private sector language to attract them to come to their city. Is that a good? Yeah. People who have never run a business don't have any idea how to run a business, but (laughs) are trying to convince a bunch of business people to come here to Flagstaff and do that. It's like a bunch of people sitting at a poker table. If you can't figure out who the who the idiot at the poker table is within three seconds, you're the idiot. (laughs) Guess what? (laughs) Surprise. Yeah. 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 It, you know, and ironically, fire, um, police, um, some of those um, numbers, they've remained flat, 11% of the overall budget. Now, um, that's of a significantly higher yeah, budget, bigger. but they haven't grown as a percentage of the budget. Yep. These other departments that have grown, are we really getting our bang for our buck from those people? Is there sustainability on there? Oh, yeah. What's that thing? What's, that, what's that gem of a, of a department that, you know, comes up with such wondrous things as capturing, uh, what is that, the methane at the landfill? It might not be broke out separately because it looks like it's part of community development. Uh, yeah, I'd like to you see that wanna... number because I'm sure it's quite large. Yeah. Last time I checked, you sent me, they have a bunch of, or somebody did, they have a bunch of staff. Oh, yeah. There's there's like 14 people there they're now. They're just thinking stuff up right now. That's yeah. what they're doing, folks. Thinking stuff up down there. The, the general administration, for instance, it went from $8 million a year to $34 million a year. 
Jeez. General administration. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so a doubling. Yep. A doubling. Um, I, I bet you if you, and I can't look at everybody's city or town, um, it's just I just don't have the time to do that, but I bet you you will find a similar situation in a lot of your communities. And it's because we don't pay enough attention that they get away with this. Yeah, and they'll keep getting away with it. Citizenship comes with responsibilities. If you're mm-hmm. not living up to your responsibilities, electing people to do the things that we need to have done, this is what we get. Meanwhile, real economic, or I'm sorry, real income, so real median household income. I'm looking at um, a graph here from from uh, Fred and the U.S. Census Bureau. They track all this stuff when yeah. it comes to the, you know, uh, wages and things like that. Is actually going down, even though you may be making more money. What those the, dollars buy, your purchasing power, your purchasing is power dropping. has gone down. Uh, it it was in a sharp incline, of course, from 2000. To 2000, I'm sorry, two, yeah, 2000 to 2020, but it's finally really started turning down uh, to where you're making equivalent, the average median, I'm sorry, median household is making thousands of dollars less per year as far as their purchasing power. Also, the jobs report came out last week. Remember, the corporate media was also touting how glowing it all is. Oh, yeah. Have it you followed was, that much? Um, I, Numbers are up. Well, yeah. Numbers are up. Did you see the adjustment? Yeah, there's some adjustments. Like prior months? Yeah. Prior months, I think it was June that was like halved or something. They, it was, they, they chopped 400,000 jobs <laughs> that they had previously told us, oh, everything is so great. Don't adjusting. worry. Look at all these new jobs we've got. And then uh, during the Christmas break, in a minor little you know squeak of a press release, yeah, probably on, on Friday late at Friday afternoon. 11.59 p.m. They said, oh, whoops, we were a little wrong on some of those numbers, and we need to cut that by 400,000. Yeah, so those get adjusted back. That's so they come out. Two full months worth. So you have to ask yourself, next month or five months from now, will they say, this was December jobs report. Oh, by the way, there was actually hundreds of thousands yeah, less. N- never mind. But here's the thing, and just skimming it, and it's, I got to tell you, it's hard to skim this stuff. These are not, there are there are hundreds and hundreds of people in cubicles with clipboards making this stuff up. On purpose to make it hard. Yeah, yeah or gathering the data. Making yeah. this stuff up. Churning this stuff out? How would we uh, word that? Manipulating it. In Manipulating the data. Yeah, there's, there's there's some more jobs out there, but they fail to tell you that a lot of people... Uh, I heard another podcast to compare it to... Remember this show in Living Color? Mm-hmm. And there was the Jamaican family. Yeah. I got 32 jobs, like Damon Wayne's or something, yeah. and they were touting all... The, that's what it is. People have, instead of having one full-time, good-paying job for like their career for their whole life they've got three part-time jobs yeah so each time they grab one of those part-time jobs is kind of as a job increase <laughs> so so that means you that. and i both count for two or three jobs a piece i mean hey. you got your business your radio yeah. show your, your father your all, you know you yeah. got all kinds of jobs uh, i mean i got 30, 33 jobs, jobs folks yep yeah and th- th- there you go and another thing that's the corporate media failed to really highlight on is, and I don't remember the exact figures, like forty or fifty thousand increase, is government job increases. The single biggest driver of the new yeah. jobs numbers, job, has government been jobs, government jobs, state, so local, and federal. We got part-time jobs, probably paying minimum wage. We got massive adjustments on previous months when they said the economy was growing, and a whole bunch of new government jobs. Yeah, bravo, Bidenomics. They don't use that term anymore because they know it's a scam too. Nope, Bidenomics at work here. So can't trust anything they put out there. And and the problem, I think, I think they miscalculated on all of this. I think all of the numbers that they were hoping to to see carrying them through this election cycle are not going to be happening now because it's it's already come out. It their their bubble has 
their, their, their manufactured bubble that wasn't real in the first place yeah. has already been popped by, you know, truth. Truth and revision. Yeah. You can only hide this stuff for so long. Right. And and nobody's, some of the top economists this weekend were talking about how we, we've got to stop looking at job numbers when we're making decisions about the economy because yeah. there's just no faith in them whatsoever anymore. And even the inflation numbers, I don't trust those either. You know, I, I peg it at double whatever they say. So if we're yeah. running a 4% inflation rate, figure 8%. For when we when yeah. we were running nine, would it top out at nine something? So they say, for whatever their numbers are worth, when they hedonically adjust them and uh, you know do all this manipulation, they say and it's take nine. out certain sectors they don't yeah. want to involve because you don't need those go up too much. You don't need food. Gas. You don't need gas because that's all volatile. Well, no, <laughs> I, I want to use the word no crap. Yeah. You know, it's of course it is. Have you been to the grocery store? It's all volatile. <laughs> yeah, it's all volatile. <laughs> And and they're making it worse. But hey, you can get a flat screen TV much cheaper, right? All right there Back you go. in a minute. Hang tight. Dive into these numbers. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there, and on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. Most of your heat loss and in the summer, the cooling goes right out your windows. Uh, That's why it's important to have great blinds, shutters, or shades. And you know, I got a good company for you, one that I've dealt with myself personally. They provided great blinds for us last year, uh, and that's the Blind Brothers. Central Arizona, Northern Arizona, they'll come on and measure, come on in, measure your your blinds. Uh, They're going to take out the old ones, get you a great price. Call them up right now, the Blind Brothers at 928-634-2423. You know, and I can vouch for that. I'm living in a fifth wheel trailer right now. Yeah. And when we have, now they weren't supplied by Blinds Brothers, but when we pull the blinds down, it stays a lot warmer in there. Oh, yeah. It it really does does make a difference. That's not just height. It makes a difference. Someday Rob will move back into a real house. A house, but tunnel fire, still dealing with that. Yep. At least you're number 44 on the wait list to get an answer from the National Forest Service. Anyway, call the Blind Brothers at 928-634-2423 or go to theblindbrothers.com. I spent a lot of time. I didn't use um, AI, artificial intelligence, to kind of hit these numbers. I actually did the, all the research myself, although I can see the advantage of the AI stuff, Rob. Absolutely. And I'm probably going to have to get, you You use it, right? Sure. I'm gonna, probably going to have to get on the gravy train at some point or I'm going to be left in the dust. I'm going to be calculating stuff while people are reporting on it, supposedly. You're, you're right? going to have an iPhone that is a foot long in order to turn sideways and have enough zeros <laughs> to be able to keep track of the federal deficit. Okay, so-called bipartisan spending deal is supposedly been reached. I haven't kept up with it today. Uh, it may, this may come undone, and maybe the government will shut down, and we'll all survive. Um, Always do. Yeah, yeah, somehow. But it was $1.59 trillion for the discretionary spending portion of the budget. I've heard numbers as high as $1.658. We'll go with what Speaker Mike Johnson is saying, which is $1.59 trillion. Keep in mind, last year's budget for discretionary spending was $1.7 trillion. So we're talking about $110 billion mm-hmm. here difference, right? Out of the $600 and out of, or six point. Out of a $6.2 trillion over budget. First of all, you've got to understand the difference between 
discretionary spending and mandatory spending. Mm-hmm. Uh, discretionary spending, Rob, would be your things like national defense. Yep. Which at debt clock, usdebtclock.org, dot, yeah, usdebtclock.org, they're saying it was about $150 uh, uh, billion. Mm. Is it? Is it like, no, it's, it's about $700 billion, I think. $700 billion? Mm-hmm. Okay. It makes up, I think, one of the largest chunks. Of it is, it is number three, according to Debt Clock. Debt Clock yeah. has it at 848. Okay. Okay. Um, and I know that, that uh, Johnson had a specific number on that. I don't have it in front of me, though. Um, that's a discretionary spending item. Mm-hmm. You wrote, it's like so national, fe- federal dollars are going in, education, uh, pay for government employees, things like that. Yep. Even pay for your, um, for military, active military. Yes. That's all discretionary spending. And that's the first thing when they talk about government shut shutdown. Um, that's the first thing they cut because you have somebody serving, putting their life on the line yeah, in the military, border security, whatever. And that's the one that's like locally in Arizona. They, they'll cut the, you know, food for needy kids or something first, right? They high profile. Somehow or another, that seems to be where they focus <clears throat> yeah. to start. And, and the, there, there's an institutional problem here. And, and you were saying earlier, it, it, there's just no way to fix this. Not in the current structure, and that's because no. with a six point two trillion dollar budget and only one point five um, billion in discretionary or trillion, <laughs> that's twenty five percent of your budget you have control over. The other seventy five percent you don't have any control over. No. That's insane. That's your mandatory spending. No small business. No no big business. No anything. Yeah. Other than a government that can print its own money, can survive with seventy five percent of their expenses out of their control. They cannot control it. So. One point. Let's call it one point seven trillion for last year was was discretionary things yep. they can they can adjust. But what are they going to cut? They're going to cut national defense. No, it's it's growing. It's gonna it's gonna broach a trillion dollars before you know it. Yep. Are they going to cut? Um, you know, pay for soldiers. Are they going to cut this, that, and the other thing? Very unlikely. They're able to scrounge together one hundred and ten billion dollars in this proposal, which we'll see if it makes it through. The overall budget six point two. So out of six point two, as Rob just said, six point two trillion, they only control one point seven. That's because of the legislation in the past yep. made it that the politicians cannot touch the mandatory spending without I think it's two thirds. Yeah, um, two thirds majority. Majority yep. in the Senate to to push it through. Never going to get that. Nope. Because here's your items in your your, your mandatory side: <laughs> Medicare, one point seven trillion dollars; Social Security, almost one point four trillion dollars. Interest on the national debt. Oh, got to pay it. Oh, I don't want to hear this number. Right now, it's seven hundred twenty-five billion dollars. It's the fourth highest um, payment or expense that the federal government has. Is in seven hundred twenty-five billion. Can you that, imagine running your household budget where interest was your number four expense? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's going to be the number three expense here, real it is. quick. It may even be the number two or the number one expense of this country coming up here in in just the next few years. I think it'll pass national defense, if not this year, probably next year, a year outside at the latest. And I got those numbers here in just a second. Rob, I think you've got a, a, a litany of numbers as well. But before we do that, I uh, want to remind you, if you're freezing out there right now, it's cold, and you turned on that heater and it ain't working, uh, call Gettles High Desert Mechanical. I, my car thing said one degree this one morning. One degree this morning? Yeah. But I it think, was chilly. 
I think it just broke, actually. <laughs> I don't it just think it quit goes. at one. It's like it, it went up to it's two. Really, really cold. It went up to two, and I had my show prep sitting right there, and I was like, it doubled, just like uh, all the budgets in, 100% this, in this increase. country. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Gettle's High Desert Mechanical. Uh, they can get somebody out there. Get your uh, heating system working again. If you need a new one, they take care of that. Retrofitting, uh, you know, new construction, all of that. Gettle's High Desert Mechanical. Also plumbing. Gettles, uh, I have a buddy of mine who says, I use Gettles all the time for plumbing. Uh, and he said they do an excellent, excellent job. Call them up right now, 928-567-2200. 928-567-2200. Or go to Gettles, that's G-O-E-T-T-L-S, G-O-E-T-T-L-S, GettlesHDM.com. Back in a minute. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orvitz Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Also, did see Rob and Rob Wilson's here with me from Timberline mm-hmm. Fireman yes, Training, and here in just a few minutes. Um, I know you're going to have to scoot out here pretty quick. Uh, Rob will be at the Aquaplex, right, doing Plex laps um, and showing you how to do it. Pro- <laughs> Was that the which stroke are you doing? Um, the, the save my life stroke, probably, my, yeah. Do they still have the sign there that says no breath holding? I didn't quite get that. Is that right? That seemed like bad advice, yeah. but I don't know what that's all about. But anyway, he's doing, apparently, in a conference room there Yep. Uh, with Flagstaff first. Yes. And they're going to talk about how to save... Well, how to, how, to, how to save our city. How to have a, a more open and productive conversation with our city leaders and make sure that... Um, what they're doing is representative of, of a larger percentage of our population. Okay, good. That sounds good. So Rob will be there, answer questions, and they'll they'll have the, the group there as well. I will not be there because I um, Angela's out of town, and I will be uh, super dad at taekwondo, and then trying to figure out what the kids will eat. Uh oh. <laughs> Could be a rough week, huh? It's all good. It's all good. She does so much, though. You know, that's uh, might be Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Um, we shall see. Yeah. Uh, Sportsman's Bar and Grill, they've got, the, go wrong. They got the hot links right now. Uh, tomorrow, I think I might wait for tomorrow, actually. Taco Tuesday or maybe Wednesday will be my, I'm taking you out to dinner night for the kids. Because uh, uh, Wing Wednesdays, half price wings. Yep. All day long on Wednesday. So maybe you'll see me there. Maybe you want to stop by as well. Sportsman's Bar and Grill, just north of downtown Flagstaff. Plenty of parking there right there in the Basha Shopping Center. Great drink specials as, as well. Stop on by Sportsman's Bar and Grill. Um, anyway, and visit Rob, too. Out there at the Aquaplex, that'll be good. Okay, so yeah, the the one point five nine trillion supposed uh, discretionary spending portion. The only thing that the Congress has control over at this point. I, I'm going to show you why this is has become hopeless. And yeah. I don't like to be that negative, but um, this has happened to many countries in the past. Great Britain was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say France before that. There was this whole French Revolution thing in guillotines. And Argentina's all that. right on the edge. Well, of Argentina it. did it, but I'm talking about big world powers. Mm-hmm. And that would be Great Britain. That would be France. That would be Spain. That would be Netherlands. That would be Portugal. Japan. 
Japan was another one. Long, um, yeah. Going back 500 plus years, this has happened time and time again. When countries is, have reached this state, it, it is um, not the end of the country. Something else forms and even the country continues on, but something breaks and mm-hmm. it is often very tumultuous for a long time, several years at a minimum. Uh, I think the ship has sailed and I don't want to give you the illusion that you're going to vote somebody in to fix this because I don't think you will. In D.C. It doesn't mean vote in the, the absolute ding-dong, although there is an argument by some to accelerate it and just get it over with. <laughs> let's, let's rip this Band-Aid off. Yeah, just rip the Band-Aid off. But um, any of these politicians that say they're going to fix the spending problem um, are either uh, disingenuous. Or naive. Naive, lying, misunderstood. I, I, I mean, you can, <laughs> you can put all that together. But here's the reality. Last week, Rob, I reported on, we just broached the $34 trillion national debt. The corporate media said, for the first time ever. It's like, well, no, duh. It was the first time at 33. It was the first time at 32. It was the first time at 31. Yeah, every time's the first time at here. this point. We're in yeah. uncharted territory. It's the first time it just clicked over probably another $200 billion since we reported $34 trillion. Yeah. I mean, it just keeps going and going. Um, the debt is a huge problem. I've been saying this in our eighth year of the show now, and it's kind of really finally coming to life here. The national debt is about $725 billion of interest payments, the fourth highest chunk of the federal budget, is to debt. It's to debt, sir. Just to pay yeah. the debt, not the principal down. Forget about paying it off. Right. It's just to keep up with it. That's just staying even. Okay. So at what rate, Rob? At what rate is it costing us $725 billion a Every year? Every year. Yeah. No, at, oh, at what interest oh, rate? what interest rate? I, I, off the top of my head, I'm guessing it's in the three, 4% yeah, range. It's, 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 let's just do the math. I mean, it's two-ish that yeah. we were at just recently, and now right. it's going up to four. Um, see, there's trillions of dollars of debt coming due all the time uh, in the next months and years, because these are a lot of 10-year and even shorter-term treasuries that mm-hmm. the government used um, to, to fund this massive debt, right? So let's look at, let me find my numbers here. Um, and I just had these. Okay, we were paying about five to six hundred billion in interest because we had artificially low interest rates at say two percent, one point something percent for a while. Later, yeah, yeah, for on treasuries, mm-hmm. the going rates, treasuries are over like four percent right now. It was like four and four and some change when I looked it up this morning. Um, if you do thirty-four trillion dollars, turn your iPhone sideways because it won't work the other way, <laughs> or your old calculate with the little solar panels there that uh, won't work either. It's $725 billion in interest. So, so the debt clock was pretty spot on. That was just me doing $34 trillion times 4%. Yep. $725 billion with a big fat B. So it looks like about 4.5% would be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this mythical savings of $110 billion that the Speaker of the House is talking about, we're paying, we were paying maybe five to $600 billion on last year's budget. I, can't know, I don't know the exact figure. Mm-hmm. You'd have to look up and do like thirty-two trillion times two percent or whatever the interest rate yeah, average with the difference. Treasury. They're all different. All the treasuries are different interest rates, but they're going. They've been the going average up. Average rates are. Yeah. yeah. Um, the interest payment has increased by a hundred or two hundred or even more billion dollars a year just in that period. Right. Just in that period. So that money's already gone. There's no savings. It's, no. It's already gone. Now here's what I want you to do. Four percent still pretty low. Um, on interest, right? Yeah, what does 6% look like? Yeah, what does 6% look like? 6%, and that's pretty average. If you look back on treasuries. Over time, yeah. 6% over the past 50 years is pretty dang average. It's $2 trillion in interest. That's on $34 trillion. Yeah. Now, we have a deficit of close to $2 trillion so, so per year. So that's two and a half times what we're paying yeah. now. 
Yeah. Double, another doubling. Yeah. We have another doubling, Rob. <laughs> so, two trillion, so if interest rates just go back up to more of a historic norm of 6% or 5%, I threw in 6%, that's $2 trillion in interest. That is the, that would be the number, that would be more than Medicare at 1.7, uh, more than Social Security at 1.3, 1.4 trillion. It'll be the number one expense. And that's, where are they going to come up with the money? Yeah. And, and that's it money. Taxes more? But at worst cases is, or, or even the worst part of that is, is that that money gets us absolutely nothing. We get no return on that money. It's, it's, a, it's a penalty. Somebody does their funding. Well, they're funding, yeah. uh, God knows what they're funding, uh, social programs. They're funding bridges to nowhere. I mean, well, I mean the interest itself, the money that, that, oh, yeah, it's just, l- yeah, let's it's say that the, the 800 trillion that we're going to be paying this year or 800 billion, 800 in billion interest, in interest, in interest this year that we're going to be paying gets us absolutely nothing. No, it's just interest. It's 800 like, tr- billion dollars is going to be completely wasted because there's zero return for that. Think about how much stuff you can do with 800 billion, billion dollars. Well, just think of that alone, 800 Ukraines. <laughs> yeah, right. That alone is our uh, is close to our total national defense yeah. uh, budget. It is. So we could be paying for our defense, not interest, for example. Yes. And having money to give taxpayers a break, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Or fund a bridge that's about to collapse or a dam that's about to broke. You know, our infrastructure's falling apart. Exactly. You know, we're but not building instead, anything. We're paying, and a lot of that interest. is leaving the country because yeah. a lot of that debt is held by people other than people in this country. Well, I know that there's talk of the interest rates coming down perhaps this year, Rob, the Federal Reserve, because it's an election year. Mm-hmm. It's possible. I well, mean, they're they, certainly going to be pressured to do they it. They haven't been raising them, but I would contend that this period may last for a while until they can't attract enough people to buy the debt. When right. you have this much debt, you've got to dangle a higher interest rate to get people to buy it. Unless the Fed keeps buying it, the Federal Reserve keeps buying it, but that's like, that's like doing credit card transfers. At yeah. this point, I mean, it's, it's, they're, they're just, holding they're the, just on their books. Let me throw a scary number at it at, at you. Um, I think times are there are similarities to the 1970s as far as how much was financed through the 1960s and 1970s, whether it be the space program, whether it be um, you know the Cold War, the Vietnam War, et cetera, et cetera. By the yeah. time we hit the 70s, it all kind of the bills started coming due, yeah. right? Similar situation to we got now, and you know interest rates spiked. And oh, boy, yeah. Nothing, and, and there were mortgage rates at 17. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was Treasuries at one point going at 16. percent Yeah. I mean, they had to sell them at, at a point. <laughs> no, it didn't last long, and they they settled back down to the 12, 10, you know, percent range. But just picture this nightmare scenario: What if interest rates did go back to 16 percent on on Treasuries? trillion in interest. (laughs) So here's the best case scenario, Rob. That's our entire, almost our entire budget this year. Yeah, yeah. Would be in just interest. Here's our best case scenario. As these politicians float around that they're actually making cuts, they're not. Uh, The deficit's going to continue at $2 trillion a year. There's projections about how many trillions we're going to be paying on interest payments from the Congressional Budget Office alone, Mm -hmm. you know, coming up in the out years. Um, just watch those interest rates because what happens if it gets to that point? Well, they're going to have to just keep printing more. It's like a death spiral. It is. I don't see a way out. Even if they fake the interest rates back down to like COVID era, you know, 1%, this and that, then you get mass inflation. Right. So then, you know, that doesn't help either. Yeah. We'll we'll see another doubling and another doubling. So I hate to be. It's bearer of bad news. Debbie Downer on a Monday here for you. Yeah. 
I don't see any way out other than massive inflation, uh, devaluation in the currency, and, and um, or huge cuts in huge cuts in government services are going to have to happen. They can't cut it. Well, they no, would have they to. They will have to. They will eventually have to. No, I don't think they will. No, I think they'll. I think they'll print more money because tell somebody that their social security is going to be cut. Yeah. Tell someone. Okay, social security is one point seven trillion now. So I'm sorry, one point three trillion. Medicare is one point seven. Tell someone their Medicare is going to be cut. Well, let's say one point seven trillion. Let's if we doubled the interest payment like you were just talking about, um, that would take half of all of the social security money. So if you told everybody earning social security right now, you're going to have to take a fifty percent cut. Yeah. Imagine the. Uh, they won't do it. They uh, won't. Do, they're going to print money. They're going to print money. That's the only way they can do it is is to keep keep the spiral going. I see no. And, I, I have never seen it in in me studying history of the past five hundred years of of powerful nations and i mentioned them and finance portugal spain Mm -hmm. netherlands france great britain great britain and now the u.s and we very much mirror what's happening what happened to the british empire that's i know a lot of people like to put rome up there yeah a lot different i mean there's some similarities but britain is a very good example france is a very good example yeah um they they eventually had to default on all that stuff they went they went broke Mm -hmm. is it the end of the world no British, Britain's still there. France is still there. Yeah. Um, but things are going to change dramatically. And I don't know when. This could take years and years still to unwind because they're going to pull every... I see no way out, Rob. Nope. I see no way out of this mess because the, the point of, the, of cutting, um, of having an impact, it's, it's negligible at this point. Yeah. It's, 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 it's almost like they're wasting our time at this point. You know, I, tur- I turned my phone sideways so I could get enough zeros on there. Yeah, please tell me. I figured out, so that interest that we're paying this year on the federal debt, that's 6000 dollars per taxpayer. Per taxpayer. Per taxpayer in this country. Yeah, 6000 $6,000. Just on the interest, not all the other uh, stuff. Uh, yes, that's just the interest. Yeah. So $6,000 that you earn today, everybody out there that's paying taxes, is going, well, it's not because we're printing it, but would be going into that bottomless pit of debt payment yeah. that, that provides nothing in return. Nothing in return. Yeah, nothing in return. They're not going to address it, though, because it, it, it loses them votes, and all they care about is getting reelected. And even if they can't even, I'm just saying, I was already saying they can't address it at yeah, this what point. What could they do? And I How think do you that, fix it at this point? Yeah, I think that the, the ones that are smart, and there are smart ones in there that realize that, they know they just got to kind of eke by and mm-hmm. keep, keep the wheels greased as best they can, the gears greased as best they can. And hope it doesn't Until um, it just derail on their watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, then maybe yeah. that's why there's been so many people that have been there for a long time that left this year. Yeah. Even McCarthy, he didn't finish his term. He's like, yeah, I'm gone. I'm out of here. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't captain of the ship when we hit that iceberg. I mean, I pointed it there. Yeah. And I put the throttle all the way up, but I was way gone. I turned the autopilot <laughs> on to drive us there, but I, I, I wasn't the one standing on the bridge when it hit. So just be prepared. Um, I, I can't tell you how to do that at this point. Um, Jeff, you're a radio talk show host. You're supposed to have all the answers. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even, nobody has all those answers at this point. No. Um, try to get out of short-term debt, especially. Um, that's, that's important. Try to have some, some savings, try to have some physical things. If you're in a position to buy land, maybe where you can, you know, grow a victory garden. I don't know. Um, and wait it, and, and hunker down and you wait it out and you, and then, and then things restart at some point. I'm not saying it's zombie apocalypse time just yet, but I'm just saying that I see no way out of this and this doesn't end good. 
yeah in the direction we're the, going the, the spiral scenario is yeah is it's, well upon us it's well upon us but i'd like your thoughts maybe you see it a different way yeah maybe you have a path or a solution that's successful and then i would say okay run for public office and try to um institute um execute that path <laughs> talk with jeff at icloud.com that's talk with jeff at icloud.com hang tight back in just a minute listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show am i being too negative i'm just being real rob let's i just I'm doing the math on, with a crayon, and it's, like, dead obvious to me. Somebody's got to be honest. Yeah, Somebody's got to be real. Am it, I saying dig a bunker and hide in there and be alone for the rest? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that don't, DC's not going to fix this. The, this, is on a, this is on a course that... Um, it's irreparable, yeah, basically. It's, it's, it, it, it's, the yeah. numbers are too great at this point. So, so act accordingly, you know, and figure yeah. it out. And, and, you know, people have been through a lot worse than this, that's for sure. Yeah. Of what I think is coming at some point. I don't know. Could be a month. Could our, be 10 our years. Our nation has withstood huge yeah. challenges in yeah. the past, and we have another yet to come. Oh, we've been bankrupt before, too. I mean, it's yeah. been a long, long time. But, yeah, um, yeah it's just don't, don't let them lie. Don't let the corporate media think that they're, they're fixing something. They're not. Um, maybe it's fatherlessness. Final story today. Yeah. An economist um, recently makes a data-driven case for stable two-parent households. It's clear that kids benefit. Wow. Shocking. From a stable two-person household. That's shocking. Or two-parent household. And it says that um, having a, um, let's see, between a child coming from a fatherless home and ending up in prison or on drugs or as a single parent themselves is strongly or more strongly con, um, correlated whether they came from a fatherless home than it is with race, ethnicity, poverty, yep. or income level. Yep. You got a good mom so, and dad at home, you got a much better shot. No matter being, no matter race, what no all matter those anything. other factors. Yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, no duh. I mean, and it's good that they quantified it though, and they it, did, did research. Yeah, and, you know, they've done the research, and, and and now they have an economist has numbers to support that. I I suspect that almost all of your listeners would have said, "Well, duh." Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. Uh, of course. Yeah, but yet they're uh, they've been on course through policy to destroy the traditional family yeah. unit. I mean, they have been. because we're we're told that we as individuals are more important, and that as individuals we can do anything anybody else can yeah. do. Yeah. So don't need to. No, I, and I'm man. My wife does so much, and Angela's having bringing Isabel over there, and she's doing that uh, exchange student stuff. Um, wow, you see I, how much I got to run because I got to take home to Taekwondo. <laughs> Rob's at the Aquaplex with Flagstaff first. Yep, I'm um, right now. So hey, stop on by, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Mark Hout joins me. Um, we'll we'll see you then. Have a great, safe night. Take care. Drive safe out there. See you soon.
Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orr Show. Portions of this show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. Remember to catch the podcast by looking up The Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area.